0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Fantasy Book Club, brought to you by Accessible World. Um, This month, we will hopefully have a lively discussion, given the number of new members in attendance. Welcome, Deb. I haven't seen you until now. could just see the regulars and new people alike. This month, we are discussing Shattered by Kevin Hearn, and I thought it was book... uh, Five, but then the acknowledgement said book seven, but I haven't read the whole series, and maybe there's a couple of short stories stuck in there, but how did everybody like the book?
1: Well, I enjoyed it. Um, not as much as the earlier ones, but I still think it was a good read. Uh, I'm just wondering how many more... Things he, how many more mythologies or whatever you call it he can come up with to battle have battles in?
2: It uh, The book looks to me like a collection and that's what he's trying to do is just sort of figure out how many new things he can, the monster. I decided I must not be a fantasy fan. I, I just, this Parade of Monsters just doesn't, in any, you know, several of the books we've read, it's it's a Parade of Monsters, and it just doesn't do anything for me at all. Um,
3: I had mixed feelings about the book, like I was telling Julia earlier, I had read, um all of the six books plus something I had downloaded from online which is like a book zero. It's a short story that introduces the series and then there is a 4.5 that goes in between books 4 and 5 and I also agree the monsters became tedious the plots became blurry and now I couldn't tell you what was in book one, two, three, and four. I thought Coyote in one of the books was psychopathic. I liked the interplay between the druid and his lady assistant, and the way he and the dog were telepathic. That made the books bearable. I loved the way he could talk to elementals. I'd love to just be able to tell the gold elemental to bring me up a few gold coins out of the ground and just have them. And when I didn't need them anymore, throw them back on the ground and have them disappear. But some of the stuff, the vampire was awful. You know, the book was it was mixed, and he can get this series could probably go on for a hundred books
4: I it's funny I think we're all kind of going the same way I had mixed feelings um I it was really cool how he brought reality in with the whole I'm into hockey by the way so that worked out really cool when um the yeti wanted an ice rink I loved it and um um she brought in... The, she was talking about the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah! That was so cool. And, um... I actually... I have not read um, any of the series. So, I was definitely a newbie to it. And the only part I didn't like was the whole... um I like Greek mythology. I do. But I didn't like where he kind of brought in the gods and goddesses into the book itself but i'm not a fan of that but other than that i loved it when especially when the shape-shifting uh when the bear and the werewolf were gonna fight and um i forgot his name oh um Osela, or what's his name
3: interrupted the fight it was it, i, I kind of like the book I thought the Irish gods were awful. That Maeve, oh, that was too much of that.
5: <laughs> well, I have to say that I I kind of enjoyed it, um, and I have liked this series, and I guess maybe I read the books far enough apart from each other so that they didn't, pall. I guess that's the right word, they didn't get boring. Um, I think if you read all the the series one right after the other, Bing, Bing, Bing. Um, you might get a little weary of uh, this kind of thing, but he's he's very much like other authors. Oh, uh, what's the series that we read several months back about the? Um, oh, I know, uh, the Alchemist. You know where he brings in all the various mytho- mythoses, mythoses, mythosai, hmm, mythoses. Anyway, whatever the plural is, um, and you know, tries to fit him in in the various novels, and it it got to be a little crazy, but. Um, I kind of like his style of writing, I, and I love his humor with the dog and the, and the so forth. And um, I thought he handled the, the uh, attempted rescue of the father very well. And I think it shows a lot of maturity when an author can get rid of a character and do it with panache. You know, so I, I admired that part of it. Um, but I, I just, I I thought it was good. I really did. So anyway, anybody else?
6: Well, I specifically decided to join you guys tonight because I really am a fan of and, Um and, and I'm like you. I think he's just a, a tremendously entertaining writer. I, I don't intend, I don't, actually like all of the gods and goddesses that he has in there and stuff. Sometimes that gets a little lame, and some of the stuff he does with them gets a little lame, but he's got such wonderful humor. And I think I read somewhere not long ago that he's actually a high school teacher, and wouldn't you just just it anything to have him for your teacher in high school? I just can't imagine anything more fun.
3: I read that too Deb and thought as you did he would have been hysterical as a high school teacher or very amusing I'd like to have seen how he teaches his classes and I agree with you the humor is what makes the books and it's urban fantasy which I like all the swords knights and elves kind of I need a break and urban fantasy is always interesting
0: well I liked this book about as well as I liked the first one which was I don't know it it was okay I didn't I didn't love it but I didn't hate it either I think the first one was maybe a bit more interesting because it was something new but it was still the whole gods and, and part of it is i don't i'm not as fond of urban of urban fantasy so if it were set in you know the typical fantasy kingdom i would probably appreciate it a lot more but
2: yeah. i did like the reader I thought it would be very hard to read on Bookshare with the Irish names and some names I think it would be. And the reader added so much character. He almost overdid it the way he read Owen. After a while, you wanted to block your ears because it was just kind of irritating, kind of high-pitched and irritating. But but I liked the way he wrote Owen, and I liked the way he handled it, and I agree about the dogs. Um, it seems that the authors we're talking about are all trying to produce their prove. By the way, I suppose Hearn ended up teaching chemistry or something. We're going to talk about all these things. Um, wouldn't that be funny? But, um, there is, um... There seems to be a trend in fantasy to see how many monsters you can produce and forget about the story and the people in the story and their trauma and what they go through and and their challenges and how they I mean I'm I'm a big plot person but but I I want to care about them and urban fantasy is it's terrible because, it, and the, the, we did this with the witch, the one we did with dead witch walking or whatever. They just drop you into it, and you have to scramble to get your feet. Uh, and and everything is assumed to have merged at some point in time. And I, I find it very disoriented. I, I can see urban fantasy where nobody, you know, most people don't know what's going on, and this happens, you know, in the shadows. Uh, and And you have somebody being entered discovering this world. the sense of discovery is always my big thing with fantasy, and they take it for granted it takes all the spell it takes all the magic out of it.
1: yeah, the thing I liked about this book and remind talking about the yetis playing hockey and the the dog is I really liked the humor because i Uh, I look at the Yetis like Chewbacca, so I see these big oh, eight or 10 foot tall furry things skating around on the ice, hollering at each other, and the dog is just almost priceless with the stuff he says.
3: I wanted to comment, I believe Hearn is a high school English teacher, and that urban fantasy, I think, is famous for that. Charles DeLint does that. Mary Kay Hamilton does it with her Mary Gentry series. And that's sometimes going the other way. Joel Rosenberg, or whatever his name was, who did uh, the series where the five college students got knocked into a fantasy world, this sort of reverse urban fantasy. I forget what they were called. there, There was a series of them, Crown of Something, Silver, the Silver Crown, I think, was one. So it's always interesting. You've got to learn the rules in the fantasy land where you're going to be flung by your author. David Eddings was another one.
4: If he was an English teacher, he'd be an awesome English teacher. I remember... That's one of the reasons I loved English, was because of course we got to read Greek mythology and all that. We had, I had good English teachers; they were really fun. I love reading anyway. I didn't like the paragraph essays and stuff like that. But um, he would be a really interesting teacher. I would love to. Hmm, I'd love to hear his voice just to see what he sounds like. And the humor was great. I really and the reader was great. The narrator was great. And um I agree with you about the whole Owen thing. He got a little bit um too too much in some ways. I totally agree. The humor was just great though.
5: I agree. Yes, the humor was great. And I also agree that having him as your as your English teacher would be fantastic. And yes. Um I had very good English teachers who um Encouraged, encouraged us to read Greek myths and Norse myths, and and then I went on to get an English degree in college, where I took a course in in um, the saga and all that, and I I just love this kind of stuff. It it I don't know. It speaks to me, and um, just for your information, I have been. Um, reading Andrew Lang as my upstairs book recently. And Andrew Lang, if you're not familiar, is the guy that collected all the fairy stories and wrote uh, 12 fairy books, all of which are colored. They're colored fairy books. And uh, recently on Bard, I downloaded the complete andrew lang all 12 books in one whole thing i think it's like 144 hours or some god awful amount but i'm dabbling and i'm and i'm reading these fairy stories and i'm learning a lot about fantasy as i'm as i'm reading all this stuff so um i urge any of you who want to dabble in the roots of fantasy um to Go and download that Andrew Lang, and start rereading the books of your childhood. It's uh, quite an education, as they say. Oh my goodness, that's longer than War and Peace.
2: How many gigs did that take, or did it take a terabyte?
5: No, I've got it on a uh, on a four um, four gig cartridge, and there are fifteen books on the whole cartridge. You know, and they're they're other than the the Andrew Lang, so I don't know. I think it took about a, a you know a little more than a gig, maybe. Um, I'm not sure, but um, anyway, it, I have it, and I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm reading other stuff too, but I'm I'm dabbling, as I say, in and out. Um, you know, because they're all short stories. They're all. Um, you know they're like 20 minutes or 30 minutes or uh, maybe an hour long, and um, so I read like one or two a day, or you know every other day, and and uh, I read other stuff as I go.
3: That kind of book lends itself so beautifully to our new digital technology to be able to skip and hop. I was going to comment. I just read a book called *Kill Me Softly* by I think Sarah Cross or Sarah Crossley. Set in our world about fairy tale people, and her point was that many of these stories, accord, you know, not the prettied up Disney versions, but the real Brothers Grimm versions were not pretty. You know, they weren't what you'd want children to read. People killing them each other, and um, with the endings not always happy. I was going to comment college English. I did that too, Anne, but shifted from a a, a literature focus in English to a linguistics focus because some of the literature and I just did not understand each other.
2: Who read the Andrew Lang books? I know I've read
3: one or two of them back a million billion years ago when they were on TB. I was very young and they still had a few of those left. You know, I'm in my mid 40s, so I don't remember the 16 and two thirds records very well. But they still had some, and we could still sometimes get them. And I know I read some fairy tale collections. I'm almost positive I read one or two of the Andrew Lang. I think a lot of his stuff is from Britain.
5: Yes, because he w- he was British, and I think. If I remember my first experience with Andrew Lang, which is back in... Well, never mind. But anyway, uh, it was either Terry Hayes-Sales or Dale Carter, and I'm not sure which it was. It was one of the two. Um, and I could be wrong, but I think it was one of the two uh, who read the original TV books. But... Um, uh, this one is read by some lady. I forget who. She's she's quite good though, and um, I'm enjoying her her rendition. So, um, but to get back to Kevin Hearn, uh, you know, having read all the uh, you know the Lang and the the mythologies really helps understand this particular series because he drags in all these various different gods and goddesses and so forth <laughs> and if you don't know your your uh, mythos you you kind of get lost in the shuffle.
3: He even pulls in things like the Finnish Thunder God and the Chinese, one of the Chinese Eight Immortals. He uh, he doesn't miss any mythology from anywhere. I'm waiting for Japan or Egypt to make an appearance. And in one book, he had Jesus, only he did him, I think, as an African-American. He was very creative. I believe there were two different versions of Coyote. I couldn't figure out Coyote quite. Coyote was a mess, a classic trickster. Like you one minute, not the
6: next. (laughs) i um I really did enjoy the way that he um, rendered his gods and his um, deities and stuff in in that he shows such imagination in his um embellishment, i guess you would say of the originals where I know about the originals it's wonderful i mean um, for example. I think they pronounce it Brian, but I believe that is really what looks like Bridget. Um, If you are looking at the Irish, she's, you know, she's the way he portrays her is just so not not like the Irish um, that I've seen anything about, for example. And, well, and Jesus, oh, I'm, I just love the way that he did Jesus, and there are two different times that he has Jesus in his books that I've read. One is the African American one, and the other one I think is um, Hispanic or something. I don't remember, but it and it's almost like I'm not a Christian, but I find uh, him really quite endearing and actually a rather likable guy, much more than. Um, than I would ever think I would appreciate a character that was essentially Jesus
0: yeah the Hispanic version of Jesus is in this book that we read
1: that was quite fun I think you know Christianity's kind of warped Jesus i I, I just can't picture him being in this, as straight-laced. I mean, somebody that would chase people out of a, the moneylenders out of a temple, um, I think there's a, whole, there's a much greater depth to him than is um, in things like the Bible and such not.
6: I thoroughly agree with that. I think that's part of what um, bothers me about it. So I really do kind of appreciate the fact that he just he he does such a wonderful job of that and does it with so many different people. You get occasionally I get a little bored, but you know, I just love the way like um the guy who you were talking about, the one that was chasing around uh, one of the um, one of the Irish goddesses. And uh, I just found him adorable. I think that was one of the fire gods, or thunder gods, rather, but I don't remember which one.
2: I'm missing about half of what everyone else says. I have a really... Aw- I've been in and out of this room about four or five times now, and I'm most of what's being said.
0: Oh, I'm sorry you're having such a rough time. Um, if you want to leave, I, I think we'll understand, but we all appreciate you t- trying to contribute, but it's hard when you can't understand what people are saying.
2: This room can be like that sometimes. I think I will. I mean, it's most of what it... I just can't do that. I'm a grumpy old lady today, I guess.
4: Well, it was nice meeting you.
0: Well, I agree with what Lana said earlier. I realized that I missed several books in the series, but it seems from... What I remember of the first and the last one, they don't really seem to change much. They just sort of run around chasing monsters and trying to protect themselves, and I don't know. I mean, maybe someone who's read the whole series could tell me more. I mean, it, I think I would have liked it more if the, the plots had more depth to them. There weren't quite so many monsters, but maybe I'm missing the point.
4: One of the things I like, too, is that these were druids, and that always reminds me of... Um Uh, Is it Shinar? Druids of Shinar? And I forgot who the author is, but I bet those who are into fantasy will know. And once you say it, I'll know it.
3: Is that Terry Brooks, maybe, or Terry Goodkind? It's one of them. One of the Terrys
4: wrote The Magic Kingdom, and the other one I think you're correct.
1: It's Terry Brooks is the author and you're talking about the Shannara series.
4: Exactly. Oh, man, that was a good series. I've actually thought of rereading it sometime. I don't know if they're on BARD, but I know I read them on, um, on tape, and they were great.
5: They're on BARD, and you can read the Shannara series anytime your little heart desires. There's all kinds of Terry Brooks up there. Um in fact, and also, he did write the Magic Kingdom for Sale Sold series as well. So, you've got two golden opportunities. Um, uh, and I, I've enjoyed Terry Brooks, and I have read The Sword of Shannara, at least The Sword of Shannara, um at least two or three times. It's like David Eddings. I keep going back to Eddings, and um, I didn't like Eddings' later stuff, but I liked his early stuff, and, um, you know, his, his Belgariad and so forth, and and the um, Elenium. I, I liked those two series, and um, the later stuff I didn't, but I liked Eddings. But anyway, Um All right, uh, Julia, where are we going from here?
0: Well, I don't know if we are ever going to read... Well, shoot, Lana left. Darn. Does anybody remember the ghost story thing that she was proposing?
5: No. I don't remember. Um, I can write her and ask her, but it won't be till later. Um, But we can certainly, uh, you know... Make a decision about it on the list or something. And that reminds me, any of you guys who are new, we do have a fantasy list. And if you want to join, that's perfectly great because we sometimes discuss books on there. We put up the announcement of what's happening next month and all that kind of stuff. So, um no, I I don't know what what she meant about ghosts. I know she's writing a ghost story in the writers group, but that has nothing to do with what's going on here. No,
0: I think she had a she was checking out Bard, and I think there was a. A collection of ghost stories that she wanted to read. This was back when we were picking the December book, but then they said that she said that it could work as well for January, and then we did Shattered twice, and so now we're all the way in March, but um, I'm not sure. Um, Okay, well, we could either do that, or we could. I found another one called Anvil of Ice by Michael Mm. Rohenton Scott, I think. But it says it has violence descriptions of sex and strong language, but I figure we can always skip sex scenes.
5: I think I've read this. I, I'm pretty sure I have. I, I think I have. Um, but yeah, as, as I recall, it's very good. Um, and I, I don't... You know, as I... I think it was like two years ago, and there have been about 30 or 40 books since then. So, um, <laughs> I don't remember the exact plot, but I do remember it being very good. Um, i had have to see if I kept those. I think I did. Anvil of Ice, I think, yes. I Yeah, it sounds very familiar, and it sounds good. Um, I have been reading which is why I didn't uh, pay too much attention to the mystery book of two days ago I have been reading Lois McMaster's Bujold The Sharing Knife series and it has four books and the first book in the series is called Beguilement And it's romantic adventure, and it's very, very good. And so, if you like Bujold at all, she also writes science fiction, but if you like Bujold, um, I highly recommend it. Uh, Anybody else got any suggestions? She is a wonderful, wonderful author. How
2: how do we
4: join your list?
3: really quick before she answers that I'll say I've read some of Lois Bejold uh, McMaster's stuff I loved the first one I think it was called something like Chaler or the Chalice it was about these people with a four god or a five god religion but then the sequels just didn't I don't know they just didn't work
0: um, how you join the list is I invite you it's a Google, Google groups list and um, I think just send let's see how do we do this email thing? Do I just put it in chat or say it or no? I guess put it in chat. I will put my email address in the chat
4: box. I know you have my email, but I'll go ahead and write you anyway because you wrote me. That's how I came here. <laughs>
6: oh, oh yeah, right here, Lilia. Okay, good stuff. Please put it out anyway. I would, I would be interesting to be on the list. Okay, cool. Um. Please don't be offended.
4: My name is actually, it's spelled Lelia, but it's Lila. The I is silent.
0: Oh, okay. I'm not offended. Screen readers do a lovely job of butchering every name they possibly can. Excellent.
5: Excellent. That's julia.kulak, K-U-L-A-K, at gmail.com. Um, in case anybody missed that. And, let's see. And I also set it for the recording, in case anybody is listening and wants to, uh wants to join the, the fantasy list. We'd be more than happy to have you. And so, if you write to Julia, she can put you on. Um, what else can I say? Uh, the, the Scott book looks good. Um... I made a suggestion. Anybody else got any suggestions?
3: I started to suggest kill her softly, but it's more young adult, and I wasn't completely happy with it.
4: So does that mean you would draw it?
3: Oh, I just wouldn't put it here. It was something I read recently, but it was kind of to me it was a little silly. It was sort of this place like Biloxi, Mississippi, and all these people
5: from fairy tales lived there and oh, it was weird. It does sound odd, David. it really does. Um, okay, so uh, we got two on the uh, two on the table, which are we doing? I vote for anvil of ice.
1: Yeah, I think I do, too, because I'm going to read the other one anyway, The at least the first book in the Shearing Knife series.
3: I think I read the Anvil of Voice in 1991.
0: Do you like it enough to want to read it again, or?
3: I'm trying to remember the plot. I know it had elves and things in it, but I can't remember. It's one of those high fantasy adventure things, if I'm not mistaken, and I thought it's part of a series, but I could be wrong. It has been so long.
0: Yeah, it's the first of a trilogy, according to the blurb, and it's, I guess, an orphan wishes that his home would be destroyed, and then, well, no, I, I guess he becomes an orphan when his home is destroyed, getting the Synopsis synopses mixed up. And then he travels with the, the I guess, the raiders um, to a new home. Where he gets apprenticed to a
5: blacksmith and then
0: realizes that the blacksmith is evil and plots to run away and use his powers for good.
5: Yes, I did read the book. Now that you tell me the synopsis, yes, I did. It was very good. I like the series. So if you all vote for that, that is what... um Julia will put in the next month's blurb
0: yep and oh dear david's left um i hope he comes back next month okay well i guess that's what we will read and thank you to all the new members and regular members for attending and hope to see everybody next month and um, stay warm and drink lots of hot chocolate
5: the fourth tuesday is third 10th 17th the 24th of february in case anybody wants to know
4: thank you also do you know if this book is on bookshare
5: by chance i can look it up if you don't
4: it's on bookshare and bard do you know if it's publisher quality Hmm. i didn't think to check that no problem I will look. Usually they are a lot. But thank you. Yay. We'll see you next month. And happy Valentine's early. Thanks. Bye, all